Terry Lin here, Travis Marziani. We're back here with another podcast. Before we start, uh, this episode is brought to you by Mind Real Karma. They're a online tool that aggregates all your online reviews across eBay, Amazon, Etsy, and anywhere else. So you can put it on a widget on your shopping cart in your product page so customers can see actual reviews from other people about your products uh, everywhere else. So uh, basically what they do is they scrape all your other reviews online, uh, put it on a widget and a landing page. And so if a customer wants to see what other people have said about this product before buying it, they can actually see it. And the big problem this solves is that oftentimes, um, say you use a tool like Yachtpuff for product reviews, uh, you can only see it on the product page. And if you have a review on Amazon, you can't import that. Uh, so this is a tool, a free tool actually, that lets you do that. So check it out, myrealkarma.com. It's a free tool for pretty much every store owner. So uh, that's it for this week, and let's get started. All right, so today we're going to talk about fighting the current versus going with the flow. This is kind of an idea Travis had. Uh, so I guess, you know, what's going on? Well, first of all, for updates, uh, if you're listening to this right now, I'm probably in Africa. And actually, this is kind of funny timing for this this topic because part of the reason I'm going to Africa is to be 100% go with the flow. And in my daily life, I'm very, I'm very structured, and we'll dive in deeper into this whole conversation later in this podcast. But I'm usually very structured, and my goal with going to Africa is to be completely just like live in the moment. I mean, I have a few things that I'd like to do, obviously, but it's to really be go with the flow. So that's what's going on with me. And I guess if you're in Cape Town, anyone that lives in Cape Town, I'll also be in Ethiopia, Kenya, down to South Africa, Cape Town, and then up to Egypt. So if you live in any of those places, shoot me an email. I'd love to meet up. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Travis, I my online store.com. It's a cool place, Africa. Never been there. It's a little off the radar for a lot of people, which is kind of cool because most people go to like what? Maybe London, you know, maybe Mexico, maybe Asia. And like Africa is usually not even on their mind because you know, oh, from all the movies I they should... see, they think it's like the yeah. or something. Yeah, I should add in too. I'm going to have a like 22-hour layover in London. So if you're listening to this and you're in London, uh, I, don't, I don't remember exactly what day it is. I think it's the end of this month, so May 29th or 30th. But yeah, that's actually a good idea too. Email me as well. I'd love to meet up. Yeah, gotcha. All right, cool. So for me, I visited a factory last week here in Vietnam. It was kind of scary because it was in the middle of nowhere. It was probably like 40 minutes outside the city. And like I was in an Uber and the Uber driver picked me up in the car. He was like, wow, like I don't know where this is too. Well, at least the maps are good. But it was just funny as I rolled up because it's like a textile factory. There's like, you know, scraps on the ground, like really run down restaurants built from like, you know, metal plates, like just like sheds and something. I was like, wow, like if I like got lost here, I'd never find my way home because... You know, literally in the boonies, essentially, too. So I guess the other thing, too, I started doing some Pinterest pre-marketing uh, for the new project. So I got about 600 followers uh, in two weeks just kind of following other people and actually having a legit board, I guess. So I guess one of the big things I learned was that uh, when someone views your profile, uh, besides having a good bio, like your boards, you want to have like a good cover photo for that board so it's more appealing because if it's just like a bunch of random photos, that's not cropped right or doesn't look nice like you want to entice people to click to your boards to kind of follow them too so kind of the biggest thing i learned uh so far but it's a pretty interesting platform um from my analytics i get about you know 30 percent bounce rate that's usually really good and i got about like 10 emails last week from pinterest so i'm just trying to get more people to click over to the site and see if i can scale that up bigger too Alrighty, so let's get started then so i guess this gen episode kind of started from Vegas, right? So I understand you moved back to LA last week or the week before. So what's the deal with this? Yeah. So one of the things, there's a lot of different backstory, I guess, to this. But actually, let me start at the beginning. I've been reading, I do a lot of reading about how to be you know, more productive, how to get more done, all that kind of stuff. And it seems like everything I read, 
talks about being structured is kind of the way to do it. Like you should wake up at the same time. You should have routines and systems. And a lot of the material I read is very much like that. Another part that I find very interesting is a lot of the stuff I read says, you know, when times get tough, you got to just push through it. But on the flip side, a lot of people I talk to say kind of, you know, when you feel like taking a break, take a break. When you feel like working really hard, work really hard. And I will say when you have that kind of a mentality, life's a little bit easier, right? Because like when you wake up and you don't feel like working, you don't work. And when you wake up and you do feel like working, you do work. And one of the things that I've noticed is if I take, let's say, a weekend off and I just really, really fully relax, come Monday morning, I'm more refreshed and I'm actually, I actually get way more done. So I was talking to a roommate of mine and I said, you know, I, we were talking about this and he was much more go with the flow and I'm much more, you know, let's be structured. Yeah. And the other part of it, I feel like is when you are really structured and really rigid, I feel like you miss out on, on a lot of things. So what I noticed is I was doing that. I was very structured, very rigid. And I took, um, you know, one. I was just burnt out. I was so burnt out that I'm like, I just don't want, I can't work anymore. Like I'm just, I'm not doing anything. I'm just like, feel like I'm spinning my wheels. So I took a few days off and I realized like, wait a minute, this last week, why did I even do this thing? I should have been doing something completely different. And I feel like those big epiphanies you have about your business, they only seem to come after going on a vacation or something like that. I, I know at least for me, every time I leave for vacation and I come back, I realize, I look at my to-do list and I'm like, 98% of this stuff is worthless. And I, I, I have it all on Google Docs and I basically cut all of it and paste it onto another Google Doc that's like the someday maybe thing. But I realized that a lot of the stuff that I thought was important is just not important. It's kind of like the forest and the trees thing. Like when you're too close to it, you only see trees, but you don't see the bigger picture because you're so close to in some ways, I think also. It's, it's interesting because I don't know if, I, if, I, if I, like there's a right answer for this. I guess maybe there is, but I guess for everyone it's different, like where that balance is too. So like maybe, you know, for your friend, it's just what the nature of his work was more going with the flow. Because I guess he was what, making YouTube videos or what was his... Yes, yeah, so, I mean he's making YouTube videos. I, I I think I think you're right on the money with the. It depends on your personality. The other thing though I'll say is, I, I guess it's a balance. I enjoy having routines, but I also enjoy going with the flow a little bit more. In the sense of it's kind of nice to be able to wake up and not feel obligated to do a bunch of stuff. Not to flip again, but I feel like though sometimes you do need to push through those those hard those you know tough moments to actually get any results. A lot of people that I see that fail, it's because they're constantly just, they have an idea, it gets boring and they move on. And it's like, well, no, 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 it's going to be hard. Like there's going to be some tough part, you know? Yeah. Well, I guess like thinking back on your friend, like if he's making YouTube videos by, by the nature, that's kind of a creative thing too. Right. And I think a lot of creative stuff, you can come up with ideas for like skits or whatever, or like whatever content, like you can't really force that sometimes too. I don't know. I, I don't know if I agree with that. I feel like everything, I feel like e-commerce is creative in its own right. I'd say that I've had probably a handful of ideas that have been more important than like months of work that I've done. You know, like for instance, spotlight marketing was one of them. That was an idea that came up. And if I never had that, I could have spent weeks and weeks just grinding at something dumb. Um, I, I think what he's doing especially is just as creative as what I'm doing at this point, you know? Yeah, but I feel like the inherent product of, say, like an e-commerce store versus like a YouTube video 
every week. Like there's like there's some amount of mental energy that's different. Right? I think that's spent on both things. I guess. Mm. Okay, like, maybe. Like, I, I guess, I guess I, like, I, like doing a marketing I, campaign is different than writing a ten minute skit. I think. Like. I I, it is different. Yeah. I don't know, but I feel like I, I drain a ton of creative energy. I mean, most of the work that I do, at least is I don't do anything that's not creative because everything I do that's not creative, I give to my VA or I outsource, you know, like every day I'm doing something new and I'm coming up with new ideas. Maybe I'm writing a blog post, which is just as creative as what, you know, he's doing. Um, I, I know what you're saying. The, another thing though that's interesting is I read a book. I forget the name of it off the top of my head. Maybe you remember it, but it's all about morning routines. I think it's like morning ritual. No, that's not the name of it. It's all about like, it's all about routines of artists and the funny thing is 80%, 90% probably of artists, you would think that artists are very like wake up and work when they feel like it. No, no, no. They actually have some kind of routine. It's really interesting. Yeah, and we're talking about good artists, right? Not like starving artists that. Oh, yeah. No, good artists. <laughs> like ones that are actually like um, doing something with their life. Uh, who's the guy that says they write like a thousand words every day? I forgot who it was. Maybe it was Stephen King. Uh, there's, been, there's, a, there's a lot maybe of Maybe Stephen King. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, There's a lot, a lot of, of them, people. you hear them, I think on Tim Ferriss had a couple of these guys, they're just like, oh, I can't write, like, I'm terrified, and then, but I just force myself to do it, and then they produce something awesome, somehow. Yeah, yeah, and I, I guess, so I guess maybe the flip side is, maybe there is something to being somewhat scheduled, and like having some kind of routine, but what I found is I need a release, you know, I need um, those moments, maybe it's every three weeks that I work, I take four days off or something because keep in mind a lot of people listen to this they probably think oh you know that's so lazy but the truth is when i work i work really really hard and like i said i got burnt out so i'm trying to find out where's my balance so i don't get burnt out and ultimately my goal is to figure out how can i be as productive as possible and if it's it for me it's not working 24 7 right it's it's a balance yeah but it seems like knowing you is probably like you know work you know three four months take a month or two off and then do it again kind of a cycle right if you look at like the past two years or so yeah yeah i think and maybe it's something like that i the other thing that i found from my uh, being in vegas is that i don't that i didn't have at a lot of points in my life while i was developing this e-commerce store was i need a balance in the sense of i need social life I, that's one of the tough things that i think a lot of people listening to this podcast can relate with is it's for me uh I'm extroverted. I like being around people. Like I get my energy from being around people. Now, at the same time, if I'm around people too much, I do want my alone time. But the problem for me is running an e-commerce store at this stage is a solo effort and it drains me. Like at the end of the day, like I just want to, like I want to just be around people. Um, so ultimately, I think it's going to come down to hiring employees, like physical in-person employees and developing a team. Yeah. And there's a, the therapeutic aspect that comes with being around real people. Working on the same thing too. Yeah, so, yeah. I guess I'm kind of opposite. I don't really need to be around people. I guess because, you know, like I feel like every time like it's like living in Vietnam, you have a lot of like nomad people that pass through, and it's always like, oh my god, I gotta meet this guy. Like he either does like SEO, FBA, or like whatever blogging, whatever. And I gotta like, yeah, do that. You know, like oh, what do you do? Oh, here's what I do. Oh, but you you, you live with and, people, don't you? I live with one roommate now. I used to live with four. It was okay, but like just every time someone new comes, I'm just like, dude, I don't. Why do I want to waste time? They're like. You know, meet this one guy and he's gonna be gone in like next week, and then someone else is gonna come in. Like, there's better things I can do with my time. 
Oh, I'll totally agree with that. Like, I don't. Yeah, I mean, I, my goal, and it's actually going to happen this time. I want to move to Santa Monica and stay, or you know, general LA area, and stay in one location. I tried out Vegas. I thought maybe potentially I'd want to stay there. It's not for me for a lot of different reasons, but ultimately I do. I'm, I'm going to commit myself to LA for a year and see how that goes. And maybe I want to stay there for the rest of my life. Maybe that one year is enough. But that's that could be a whole nother topic is this idea of for me for the last few years, it's I've been location independent and it's almost too much mental overhead. It's like, do I want to go to Thailand, learn Muay Thai and, you know, and work on my e-commerce site? Or do I want to go to Colombia and learn how to salsa dance and, you know, do something totally different? And I'd like to kind of lock myself down a little bit in the sense of limiting some of my choices. So it's like, all right, I'm in LA, I'm hanging out with these kind of people and really growing that friendship and all that kind of stuff. I know this is getting a little off the off the topic, but you know. It's interesting you mentioned that because there's like in the nomad space, it's a big kind of trend in the last few years where everyone like during the winters, like say uh, after October, the conferences to January, you go home for like Thanksgiving, Christmas, New Year's. Uh, but then after that, since it's so cold, you go to Asia from February to like June and then Europe's warming up. So then you go to like Berlin or like Spain from like June to like September. And then you go to like all the conferences in the fall and you just do that. You just kind of do like a migration thing. Like we already see a lot of people leaving here for Europe like this week and like the next month too. So because there's like DC Barcelona that's going on there in like June too. So because yeah. then you're not always glued in the one place too, right? But then like you're kind of slow moving too. Like every four months you move, so you can at least you know get used to one place. You know, really absorb it in before you move too. It's not like you know two weeks here, one month there, two weeks here, one day here, and then you just never get anything done. Yeah, and I guess the other part of it that's beneficial is you're actually moving with people. So it's like you you have kind of a core group and yeah, you're kind exactly. of all moving yeah, around. It's like birds migration, literally. Like you got like twenty people that move. And they all get like a house together, so it's kind of cool. I guess like, like there was a couple guys in Brazil that did that, so now they're going to Spain together, and like yeah, it's not a bad idea. Yeah, I mean that's cool. So that also eliminates that issue that I'm having of the constant mental overhead of well, what am I gonna, where am I gonna be three months from now? Because I am a planner. I, I like to think three months out, four months out. Like what am I gonna be doing four months from now? And it's not on purpose, but it's just like, that's the way my brain works. So sometimes I just need to lock it in because once I lock it in, so like right now it's like, I'm no, I'm going to Africa and then I'm coming back for two months working in, you know, working on B dance for hardcore. And then I'm going to move to Santa Monica, LA area uh, for a year. And that kind of like puts my mind at ease. Uh, but when I have infinite options, it's kind of like, what should I be doing? And it's like a constant math problem I'm trying to solve. Yeah. There's like no structure and where you're going to be. It's like a, Something you always got to worry about if you don't have it figured out, I guess. Too. But it's, it's like, you think about it, it's so like first world problem, like where do I want to live? Like, oh, I have so many choices. Because like, most people are like, oh, I'm like, you know, I'm stuck here and I can't go anywhere else. And like, oh, like, who are you, Travis, to be such a this entitled guy who can't think about where to live? <laughs> oh, I 100% agree. I 100% agree. And that's part of the reason I struggled with it so much is all, I felt that way to myself. I was like, man, who are you to complain about this? But I think it, it was an an awesome realization for me to have to know that like, Hey, just because you can do something doesn't mean you should do something like at a certain point, especially, and that's good. Some people, maybe they do love it. My guess is 95% of the people that say that they wish they could just live wherever they wanted to and they'd constantly move around. They'd get sick of it. I mean, I've been doing it for two, three years now. So I'm, I'm at the point now where it's like, all right, I've done it. I know what it's like. 
now I need to, you know, the grass is always greener, I guess is the other part. Yeah, that's the thing and, a lot of older nomads are saying. The guys that have been in this movement like five years or more, basically they're like, all right, I just want to stay in one place, maybe travel once, twice, three times a year, and then like, that's, that's it. Because you know, just like finding a new gym, new apartment, getting used to new friends, restaurants, like getting a new routine is really difficult. And if you're doing that like every month, it just doesn't make any sense. Unless you're like, a, unless you're like 18 and like you're a backpacker and you have unlimited energy, you can run off no sleep. Well, I'd say for the people that want to do that, then just travel. Just enjoy life. Don't worry about starting an e-commerce site or don't worry about making money. Travel first. And then once you get that out, then pick a spot and then work. But it's like if you're trying to do both, and which is what I did, both at the same time, it's kind of counterproductive. Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah, so I guess like one thing, I guess if we talk about structured people, I guess like one guy I kind of follows like Jocko, who is this Navy SEAL guy. Uh, has his own podcast now called Jocko Podcast. And he was on a Joe Rogan episode uh, talking about his time in Iraq. And I guess he was like a trainer for like the new SEALs. So he's like, I think he's like in his mid-40s. So when he came in, uh, he had all the old school Vietnam War SEALs train him. Whereas like when he was training these younger guys, uh, I guess there wasn't really much as a big scale war going on there. So he was saying like, you know, how do you prep these guys uh, for combat because I guess like in combat in some ways he was saying like you know there's discipline of like you know knowing your drills you know cleaning your weapon like knowing you know breaching things like that but then it's like you can also get too structured where you know if you do the same thing over and someone knows that you're doing that you can get countered right so like how do you be flexible versus structured and going and he was saying that there's a dichotomy a lot of officers have to learn because I guess in the military uh, a lot of the stuff is very rigid in, in its ways like in tradition in the way certain things operate but then on the field you also have to have this freedom to kind of shift between both uh, structure and going with the flow too so uh, and, and that's a perfect example I guess the big thing for me was being in Vegas everything I've ever read and everything I've ever learned about was creating routines, creating systems in your life that will lead to success. And, you know, you, you have to work hard and you have to push through the tough times. And this guy that I was living with, he's probably the most successful person I've ever met, like actually hung out with, like on a regular basis in person. And he kind of flew in the face of all that. Like he wasn't, you know, he wasn't very structured. He kind of woke up whenever he felt like it. I mean, he had bursts of times where he'd be very, more structured then you have other times where it's just like relax, party, and travel. And that really just kind of piqued my interest because I'm like, huh. And he, in a lot of ways, he has a lifestyle that most people would be, more people would be envious of his lifestyle than my lifestyle in a lot of ways. As far as like the mental aspects of, he's much more like go with the flow, live in the moment type thing where I'm a little bit more plan ahead. Yeah. And how much was he making like ballpark? Do you remember? Or uh, but let, Yeah, let's say ballpark six figures is my guess. A month or? A month, yeah. Sorry, a month. Damn. So, huh. yeah. Obviously, I'm keeping him anonymous yeah, for that reason. But, but you know, he's making making money. Yeah, and he doesn't have like inventory things to. It's all like YouTube stuff, right? Pretty much. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So that's pretty. Right, so I guess, uh, how long did it take you to decide to move back? Was it like a pretty fast decision, or? I'd say about two months into it, I, I realized that you know Vegas isn't for me, and there's a lot of little small reasons why. You know, and there's also some other reasons I won't get into too much. But I think that the big thing for me was LA was home. You know, LA is home, so I decided that I want to come back and really kind of settle some roots here. And really work on growing the business. I mean, one thing I want to do is actually, I've been doing a little bit more consulting this year. And I want to kind of grow that out. Like I've had a few different people 
email me and say like, Hey, you know, will you do some coaching with me? Or, you know, can you look at my site and see on ways to improve it? And that's fun for me. I actually really enjoy that. And it's, it's hard to be serious when you're constantly moving around. Speaking of which though, I'll be in Africa soon. The, the, that's the kind of the, the funny part about this whole situation though, is because I've been a little bit more stationary. I mean, even though I was in Vegas, that's less of a big deal than being in like Colombia. But like, I'm more excited to go on this trip because it seems more out of the ordinary, you know? Yeah, it's very novel and kind of a new experience that'll be unlike anything else probably. Yeah, and I think even like if I was living in LA, let's say hypothetically for six months and all of a sudden I was going to Italy, even though that might not be quite as novel, it'd be more of it'd be more novel because of the idea that it's it's different. It's a break from routine. Yeah, there's, there's a more adventurous sense going to Africa than, say, Italy, I would, I would definitely say. Yeah. <laughs> Almost definitely. like a somewhat Indiana Jones, not quite, but just a kind of more <laughs> new thing to check out, too. Yeah. Okay, so when are you back? Uh, end of March? Uh, I mean, June or? Uh, June, let's say June 1st, just to be safe, right around then. Yep. Oh, so you're just going for two weeks. I thought you were going for like a whole month or something. Oh, like, I mean, that's we're just started may so that's almost uh that's almost a month three and oh, a half weeks right. yeah, it is may. yeah that's right yeah all righty cool cool so i guess uh we'll see you when you're back and we'll hear about it uh all the escapades uh when you're back sounds good all right cool thanks a lot for joining us and this episode is brought to you by my real karma check them out myrealkarma.com if you want a free tool that aggregates all your reviews online across amazon ebay anywhere else so that you can put it on your online store and let customers read it before they buy your product. So thanks again, and we'll catch you guys in two weeks.